Welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. Hello, hello. We apologize, we've been missing for a while. Three weeks. Has it been that long? Oh, I think you're right. It has, well, because we didn't, yeah, uh, it's been a little while. We're sorry, I had my yeet the teats procedure done. (laughs) Oh my, is that what you're calling it? I love that. I'm calling it a lot of things. I named the playlist on TikTok, ta-ta to the (laughs) ta-tas. Yes, I love that. Anyway, so I've been recovering from that and I quite literally couldn't reach up high enough to move my microphone stand down until this week. So it worked out that here we are. Aw, wishing you a speedy recovery. It does not sound fun what you're going through. So fingers crossed everything just gets better from here. It's totally fine. We pretty much T-Rexed the house before Mm -hmm. coming home so I could get a lot of stuff. Olivia had to, we didn't put the ramen bowls down low enough though. So I hurt myself (laughs) one day grabbing a ramen bowl yeah that was a bad idea that's okay that's okay so we moved some bowls around we the world is better short-term disability is messing around i might not get paid we're hopeful that's not the case but we don't know we don't know yeah the struggles of american healthcare. unfortunately sorry you're going through that i am not going to spend an abundance of time on my procedure housekeeping if you guys want to see all of that stuff it's over on the tiki talk i posted daily post-op updates on that playlist ta-ta to my ta-tas so (laughs) You can check those out there. I have no other housekeeping, really. That's just the the surgeries, the big one. You? Cool. I don't remember where we left off, but I started a new job, so that's exciting. Settling into that. And then this past weekend, I went camping with some friends, and I had a lot of self-realizations. One was that I am not a camper. We... We love that for me. I was seriously underprepared. First of all, it's the mountains. We drove up to Big Mm. Bear. It gets cold at night. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah, very. Oh my God. Something I didn't know. So I was warned in advance a bit, but did I take it seriously? No, No. of course not. Why Why would would I? Absolutely. Slept basically on the ground with like three blankets and like a really thin mat. Oh my God. Super grateful for my friend for donating her sleeping bag to me because I don't think I would have survived the second night. I was like, I might need to sleep in someone's car. Like, I don't know (laughs) that I can do this. Oh my God. For two nights. But overall, great experience. Loved bonding with my friends and stuff. We had a lot of time together in the wilderness and like nobody killed each other and we all got along great. And we played one of those like get to know you games with the questions on the cards. And like some questions were really easy and some questions were really hard. Like my question was, if you had the chance to ask God anything, what would you ask? Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah, so we got to know each other pretty well. So yeah, would I would I do it again in a cabin? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Out, the outdoors <laughs> were gorgeous. Stars were beautiful. Coyotes were terrifying. But yeah, I don't know what I, I guess, like my parents, I used to go camping with my family when I was younger. We used to go camping a lot, like pretty much every weekend. But eventually my parents bought like a little mobile home in Wisconsin and that's where they would go away. And we never went camping again after that. So I don't know oh. why I thought... <laughs> I was like some kind of camper. Yeah. But you know, you live and you learn. So yeah, good experience. I'm I'm stuck on the logistics of you trying to sleep in someone's car. Maggie, you are a, a tall human. <laughs> You're a tall glass of water, friend. You just we had are. some big cars. We had some big cars. But you know, I would have just laid down the seat and figured it out. Wouldn't have been the first time. Oh, like the back seat or the front seat? Probably the front seat. Yeah. Oh, wow. So like slightly bent knees, rough. A little bit. Yeah. Like lay down the seat all the way and push it back as far as it'll go. But yeah, I've definitely done that before. Sometimes out of necessity, you just got to do what you got to do. But thankfully, I did survive. I was in the sleeping bag and I had my blanket over my face because my eyelids and my nose were so cold. I could not... (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it gets cold. It, it, it gets cold. Yeah, it's a lesson learned. Anyway, Big Bear is beautiful. Gorgeous lake. So glad you loved Big Bear. So sorry that the ground was cold. <laughs> That's all right. I learned a lot. So, you know, life experiences. That's probably... Uh, most of my housekeeping. I'm traveling a lot this month, so that's stressful, but excited to go home for a little bit and see my friends. Are you going back to Chi-Town? I'm mostly going to be with my parents in Wisconsin, so not excited about that part. (laughs) We're going to make it work. It's going to be all right. So yeah, I'm going to land in Chicago and fly out of Chicago, but the the drive is just too far. My parents are delusional thinking that it's close. It's like a four hour drive, three and a half hours one way. Right. My friends were like, are you going to be in Chicago? Like, are you going to hang out? And I'm like, there's no way I'm making that drive back and forth four times or six times in that trip. It's a lot. We'll mostly be in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin, but we're going to pray for me for that one. I was going to say, boy, praying for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I will take all your all your thoughts and prayers. Thoughts, prayers, vibes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of it. That's pretty much it. Should we fire her up? Let's do it. Great. Ending. Amazing. Great. Ambiguous. I actually love that word. Just like saying that word. I just love the way it sounds. It is nice. I, I like that it has soft letters and hard letters. What I mean by that is amb, like amb, not mm-hmm. hard. Ambiguous, <laughs> hard. It's a hard part of the word, you know? Yeah, no, I knew exactly what you meant as soon as you said it. Yeah. What is your alternate for this one? Ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like haagen but less chocolate. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that one took me for a surprise. Ambiguous. I don't know what comes to mind immediately. What do you got? Honestly, celebrity drama. So buckle up. Oh, Sophie hell yeah. Turner I'm here. And Joe Jonas divorcing. <gasps> Are they? I'm so behind on yeah. the times. Fill me in. So there was like the ring gate, right? Where Joe was pictured wearing the ring at concerts and then not wearing his ring at concerts yes. and wearing his ring at concerts and then not wearing his ring at concerts. It was left very ambiguous. <laughs> And so you were really all trying to speculate if they were splitting or not. And then he was like, she wants to party too much. And she was like, I just want to live in England. I'm not partying. I'm actually working. I just I just don't want to be on tour with you. So and then he was like, well, we're filing for divorce because I saw something on the ring camera that I don't like. I can't tell you what it is that I saw, but I saw something I don't like. Uh, And that's where we're at right now. Oh, my God. Okay. But it's pretty it's pretty ambiguous. Everyone's like he's painting a picture like he's this model father who has the kids and she's out hoeing. Yeah. Which, of course, means he's probably out hoeing. Right. He's trying to make her look like the bad guy. Why? Right. Because yeah. he's a Jonas and they had purity <laughs> rings, guys. They had purity rings. Oh. Hmm. I don't know what's going on there. They also married pretty young. I mean, there was they started dating when she Did was they? 19 and he was 24. Okay, yeah. I think he was 24. She was for sure 19. She just finished Thrones and then they got together and- Yes. <laughs> I'm remembering the timeline. That's what ambiguous means to me. Or I'm, uh, makes me think of is how ambiguous the situation with them is. Because just, just the other night he was wearing his ring again after he filed for divorce. What are you doing? I'm so confused. My first thought on that, but this might really only affect women. I'm not sure how much it affects men, honestly, is like my fingers swell. <laughs> so sometimes I can't wear my rings because my fingers are too swollen. Oh, so <laughs> I thought you meant in relation to the word ambiguous. And no, I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's something that can be left open to interpretation. <laughs> no, sorry. No, to him not wearing his ring. Like when you first started talking about that, I was like, oh my God, I was like so innocent about that whole thing because I was like, maybe his fingers are just swollen and he can't wear it tonight. (laughs) 
No, it sounds like it's manipulative. It sounds like he's like, oh, we're fighting. I'm taking my ring off. Okay, Oh, we're together. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, that is fair. I I sometimes get nervous about wearing my real wedding band because my fingers swell. So I just bought like five additional silicone rings Mm -hmm. to wear those more often because my hands also swell and unswell. Yeah. Yeah. All my rings are a, a little bit bigger than they need to be for that to adjust. I wasn't sure if that was, I know that happens to a lot of women, but I don't really ever talk about it with men. So I don't know. It, it does happen with men. My, I'm pretty sure my dad could never get his wedding band off if he tried. I think oh he, he would have to have it cut off for sure. Oof. His hands are super arthritic. So now he just has a lot of swelling. Yeah. That probably doesn't help. What was I going to say? Oh, do you know anything about Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber? <laughs> I've just been seeing the terrible photos of her trying to pay attention to him and him being like, I want nothing to do with this human being. The videos I feel like, terrible. Me too. Like the it's videos so bad. are like horrific. He's just so blatantly over her. Like he's not even attempting to hide it. I don't I don't know and I don't get it. And then with Selena making the TikTok that she made, girl. I didn't see it. What did she do? I love her, by the way. <laughs> it was like a quick video that was like, oh well was it it's not the eyebrow thing right (laughs) no it's not the eyebrow thing oh boy i'm gonna have to look it up okay she's done a few tiktoks where i'm like oh girl yes clap back i literally just opened and like went through my tiktok notifications for the first time yesterday after not being on for like two months (laughs) oh wow that sounds stressful oh this here it is oh i saw that one yesterday yeah. But she just released a song called Single Soon, and that was a promo for it. That was a teaser for it. I know, but she released it the day after it blew up that Justin was making all these terrible faces with Hailey Bieber. Like, the day after. It was messy. It was messy. I very much, like, love Selena and would give her the benefit of the doubt on timing, but, like, hilarious timing. No, I also thoroughly enjoy Selena. She did kind of step in it recently, so she does only murders in the building, and mm-hmm. she's a producer as well as an actress, hmm. and it just dropped for streaming, and she posted something that was, like, missing my men or something like that about the cast, and then tagged them, which is considered promotion, and what you're not supposed to be doing Uh during the strike right now because she's a producer she's supposed to be allowed to do that but it just looks bad got it and so it was up for like 12 hours and she took it down and i was like selena stop stop it who'd you give your socials to stop yeah right and also a young producer so maybe just didn't know or like didn't realize or something but yeah i mean at least i guess she took it down but i mean lesson learned hopefully Yeah, lesson learned, lesson learned. Anyway, that's where ambiguous takes me. And I love that. It reminds me of the word (laughs) ambidextrous, which is the ability to use, the ability to be right handed and left handed. I recently watched Reel, probably, of a girl who was drawing with both hands. One drawing was right side up and the other one was upside down. And I was like, this is the most fascinating thing I've ever seen on the internet. I'm sorry, at once? Yes. So she was like, I'm ambidextrous, but like, was doing two different drawings at the same time with both hands and one of them was she was drawing one of them upside down so i don't know if that's like how her brain works but like the craziest thing if i i need to go find it and send it to you oh i could never it was crazy and it was so beautiful and detailed it was like a black paper with like a white whatever color pencil or something she was using gorgeous 
gorgeous, but at simultaneously two different animals she was drawing. Wow. Yeah. I can't even draw one animal. I can't even draw a stick figure of an animal. <laughs> yeah, me either. Me and Olivia were at the beach the other day and I thought I'd be funny and try and draw some stuff on the sand. You couldn't make out what any of it was. It was like a, a nice blob <laughs> next to a nicer blob. Okay. That's what it was. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I mean, that's pretty accurate for my skill level as well. So I mean, any kind of drawing is impressive, but wow, that was... Whew. Olivia was like, is it a pumpkin? I was like, it's a cat. <laughs> Sand is sand is difficult to draw in. It's okay. It's all right. I would argue sand is a very difficult medium. Yeah, it is a very difficult medium. Now I'm just thinking of all the am words: ambulance, amphibian. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That that's where your brain went. <laughs> You're like, what else starts with am? No, 100. I'm like, all right, kids, let's play the word association game. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, because I don't know what else I really have for ambiguous. Didn't really make me think of anything in particular. Yeah, nothing came to mind immediately. All right, we'll do another one. Package or package. <laughs> that, for some reason, makes me think of an exotic bird. A package? Yeah. It sounds an, an awful lot like a macaw met a parrot and Ooh, had a yeah. mm-hmm. had a package. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone who wants to throw that in AI and see what it looks like. But yeah, that's what it made me think of. <laughs> Package just makes me think of Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I agree, I know. but that sucks. I know. And I hate that for me and for most of us because for so long I was like so – tried to be so anti-Amazon. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I do buy things directly from the brand if – it's available on the brand's website. I mean, I do too. I definitely shop a variety of places on the internet, but even if it's not me, you know, I see the Amazon driver at least once a day delivering to my building or an Amazon driver. So yeah, it just, that just makes me think of that and like online shopping. <laughs> yeah. Online shopping for sure. Which is a vice for a lot of us, I know. Mm-hmm. It was nice though. My sister sent out like a Amazon wish list for her son, my nephew. So it was nice that I could just like point and click and buy and send and not have to wrap or do anything about it. Yeah, that is nice. I do that a lot now for my parents when I'm sending them gifts is I'll just like Amazon them something because they live in the middle of nowhere. Ordering from other places can take a lot longer, cost a lot more. But yeah, it loses that like personal touch. And of course, ADHD, I do every freaking thing last minute. So it makes it hard to like go buy something, put in a box and like go to the post office because screw my planning skills. So I'll just Amazon them something. But it's like, yeah, you're just getting a box of shit you probably don't need. My mother, bless her, bless her soul, was like, I sent you a little something, a little, a little recovery something. I was like, you really didn't need to do that. You didn't oh. need to do that. What was it? Uh, it was summer sausage with cheese, <laughs> which is not really an August snack, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Is it like one of the few things she knows you like or? I think so. And she wants to give a food item. And I think she knows that that, that ships well. <laughs> uh, dude. <laughs> so obviously some thought went into it, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Not everyone's good at giving gifts. It can be hard. <laughs> but like, I didn't even want a gift, right? Like that was the thing, right? Where I was like, I don't need a gift. Thank you. I know. She just wanted to do something nice for you. That was um, a nice, uh, hopefully not waste of summer sausage. No, it's going to vibe in the fridge until, you know, it's cold outside and we actually want summer sausage. It's very, it's very winter food for me personally, I believe. Even though it's called summer sausage, it, it to me, it is a winter tradition. We sometimes got one in our stocking. Oh, that's cute. I didn't know that. Yeah. That and like the Tootsie Roll banks, you know? Oh, yeah. I do remember those. Yeah. I do remember those. Tootsie Rolls were Massachusetts thing. Didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Like the companies there or? I believe, yeah. And like found.
founded here. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't had a Tootsie Roll. I haven't thought about 1896. Look at that. Is when it was founded. That's a lot of years. Oh, I guess it was founded in New York City. I mean, what wasn't? <laughs> Around that time? Great question. Uh, right. It's now based in Chicago, I guess. Oh, yeah? Tootsie Roll? Good for them. Where? Tootsie Roll Industries is based in Chicago. It was the first penny candy to be individually wrapped in America. I also did not know that it's considered a chocolate-flavored taffy. Is that what it is? So it's a taffy. That's good to know, because I've always wondered, because it's, like, not chocolate. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's true. Wow, I did not, yeah, I did not know it was a chocolate-flavored taffy. I would, I would, if that would have been on the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire question, I would have missed it. (laughs) Well, now we know. And is who wants to be a millionaire still a thing? (laughs) No, right? No, but I did hear something interesting on a different podcast the other day that Russians had a show like that, like who wants to be a millionaire, except the crowd when they were the lifeline, the crowd was giving them the wrong answer. Really? Intentionally, yeah. Just to screw with them? Yeah, well, they preferred to see the the contestant fail rather than the contestant win. It was like this study that they were doing where they were comparing attitudes of nations and like Russia was the only nation that like actively sabotaged other countries like Koreans (laughs) just didn't answer. Americans helped some, some other countries helped some, but Russia was the only one that was actively like, here's the wrong answer. And it was like definitively, like it wasn't like maybe a couple of people in the crowd, everyone in the crowd was picking the wrong answer. And when asked later, they all agreed that they were doing it intentionally. Yeah, to be honest with you, that's not shocking to me. It's why these sanctions are so hard because it's like Russia is very used to being like, fuck you and everybody you know. Honestly. And like, I know we're talking a little bit in stereotypes right now. And so some of that is just what we've been shown. But like, my family's Polish. I am of Polish descent. I have been around a lot of Eastern Europeans. And one thing that I know for sure is that Russians are terrifying. I mean, every Russian that I've met has agreed that their resilience is significantly higher than pretty much anybody else. I I mean, no matter how westernized we've made Russia, it's not that westernized. And so when we turn off the Western world, they're just like, well, we've been here before. That Iron Curtain, we remember it. Yeah, I mean, the, the resilience is absolutely, obviously visible to the whole world. Like, Russian resilience is something that... Uh, can be admirable at times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't just the culture, like the culture, it, it's built into the culture. Like you are are taught to be tough and that's the entire nation. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Even the women. Yeah. Every Russian individual I've ever interacted with over here in the US has, has said the same. Everyone that I've interacted with has been very nice, but like they've all said the same. They're just like it's just stuff that you guys complain about. We just we would never. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is my parents tell me, my parents grew up in like communist era Poland where Russia had a lot of control. I mean, just the things that they tell me, the bribery that you have to go through to make anything Mm. happen. Like that's how the government Mm -hmm. worked. My dad came here and didn't understand that you couldn't bribe people. That was not okay. <laughs> like that's how that's they hysterical. they learned like that's how they got here, like to just to get out of Poland. You know? So it's just like things like that. Like one of my favorite interactions, I was in Spain. I was like 21 and studying abroad and an idiot. And we were like walking around making friends with strangers. And we ran into this Russian girl who was hanging out with like some Spaniards and stuff. And she like we both spoke English. She was like, You're Eastern European, but not Russian. And I was like, No, you're right, I'm Polish. And she like immediately got protective of me. 
and was oh. like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Do you know these people? She was just immediately protective of me, like gave me her number and was like, if you need anything, like I've, I've got your back. And like, was literally like, but like, not in like, she didn't look concerned. She was, was like, who are these people? Do you know them? If they <laughs> fuck with you, they fuck with me. Do you understand? And I was like, yes, yes, ma'am. Oh my God. That's so funny. Absolutely. And she gave me all of these tips to watch out because like walking around in Barcelona by yourself and young, especially at that time was extremely dangerous. There's lots of pickpockets, Mm. lots of just like people selling Coke on the streets, selling cans of beer by like the dollar, like all kinds of shady shit. Still my favorite interaction, but that, that girl was terrifying. She terrified everybody in the group. She was like, as soon as we walked away, they were like, is she gonna kick our ass? And I was like, she might. I don't know. <laughs> no she idea. might actually hunt you down. I'm not she really might. sure. Yeah. So don't fuck with me. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. We were just talking to somebody not that long ago about Italy, and, and somebody was like, yeah, pickpockets are rampant in in Rome, especially. I guess. Yeah. A lot of the major cities. Um, just be careful. And like, I mean, it's been a while since I've traveled to Europe, of course, but I know, especially Rome. But I know in like Paris and stuff, they'll like even grab you. Like they'll they'll grab you by the arm and be like, "Oh, hey, talk to me to distract you." So like, don't let people touch you. Like, uh, keep your stuff in front of you. Those areas are very very crowded. It's very easy to like not pay attention. Yeah, I, if I can't fit stuff in my two front pockets, I usually don't carry stuff with me. Yeah, but like for Olivia and stuff, like make sure she's got like yeah. a crossbody that's like on her and like on her front easily accessible to her like even under a shirt or something sometimes but like yeah I've had someone grab my arm and put like a Chinese finger trap on my finger and I was like I literally shook him off and was like you better I was like and threw it at him and I was like you better not touch me again in French in French oh good for you (laughs) but like yeah and it's like obviously I traveled a lot alone as a woman so I was extra careful but like even you two and Italy is like incredibly welcoming of Americans or at least it was the the last time I was there apparently the Amalfi Coast is not super happy with tourists our friends are there now for a wedding and said that you can tell how irritated they are and I'm like you know what Italy's really blown up in the last like two years is like a destination spot especially the Amalfi Coast like I'm not at all surprised to hear that yeah that's fair that's totally fair and tourists are annoying honestly like any city that makes a lot of their money off of the tourist economy like the residents are going to be annoyed that's unfortunate but I'm excited for your trip and I think it's gonna be amazing and a lot of fun but yeah just you know it's big city stuff have your head on a swivel and be aware of where you are and you'll be fine yeah i'm sure it'll be fine that's not ambiguous at all (laughs) it wasn't meant to be like you know you walk around boston it's the same thing like there's dangers there too you just gotta be aware of where your surroundings and you're fine no am i oversimplifying it no i'm just i'm just nervous about my international travel because i've never done international travel that's all Oh, you'll be fine it's italy most of them speak english especially in like rome and eight hours in lisbon can't vouch for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah our layover turned from like two hours to eight so we're like gonna check our luggage into like one of those locker thingies and go do something in lisbon you'll be okay Especially, you'll be fine. The commonality of like traveling through Europe is that most people use English as their common language to get around. So even if it's super broken, somebody can help you. Yeah, I'm really good at pointing at stuff. There you go. Exactly. 
you're, it'll be fine. I think this is going to be a really good taste of what I would be like on The Amazing Race. And if it goes well, I'm just going to apply. <laughs> I'm so excited for that, honestly. Because like, I, th- I think I know your trip's going to go well. I know you're going to have a great time. So then we'll work on your amazing race application. <laughs> I need to I need to submit my circle application. And yes, the amazing race application. I'm going to be a reality star, damn it. Uh, is that the goal now? I thought, what happened to extreme puzzling? It's still there. <laughs> it's never going to, I'm never going to make it into reality television. So it'll be fine. Are you sure? TV loves lesbians right now. Yeah, I'm not single enough. I don't know. I mean, they just did, what was that show? The Queer Ultimatum where none yeah. of the couples stayed together. Yeah, that I one. Thought, <laughs> I thought they all ended up back to, I didn't watch it because I'm traumatized from dating. So I can't watch it right now because it's going to traumatize me more. So spoiler alert, all of them ended up with their original partner at the end. But at the reunion, none of them are still dating. None of them. Not I one. I do not need to watch that show. It will absolutely traumatize me and I'll never date again. <laughs> no, genuinely, none of them are dating. Like literally none of them. The one couple that like really tried to make it work after and was still dating at the reunion. There's like a clip at the end where it says X and X broke up shortly after the filming of this. Great. Yeah. Yeah. But the most recent Love is Blind season, the three couples that got married are still married a year later. Oh, okay. Hey, good for them. Yeah. Well, anyway, TV loves lesbians right now. So I feel like your chances are are better than they would have been five years ago. On the top of the application, I'll just write in big letters. Lesbian. Raging lesbian. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe I'll write medical lesbian because Grey's is still really popular. They'll be like, oh, we can spin this for sure. There you go. You know what I hate when people like that go on shows, like cooking shows and stuff? They make them cook in their uniform. So I had like, my scrubs or like, you know, a cop or, you know, it's so dumb. It's so you're dumb. you're going to have to play the role. So, you know, it just is what it is. <sighs> I hate scrubs. Good luck on your reality TV goal. I don't know what to call that. I have faith in you. Aspiration. Yeah, I have faith in you. You have a TikTok following. There's a cafe owner here in Long Beach that was on an episode of Drag Race and you know, she made that happen. And episode of Drag Race? Yeah, she's like a Basque presenting lesbian. And they for some reason, did you see that episode? Yes. Yeah. She yes. owns a cafe like down over here. Is she a white butch lesbian? Yes. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, she was pretty. They won that challenge. I know. Yeah, I saw clips of it. She was like doing nothing but posting about it after. And I was like, oh, I forgot I follow you. Yes. She yes. owns a cafe here in Long Beach. So uh, we're sharing the news of that, but didn't really have a following. I think before then they were just looking for lesbian business owners. <laughs> great. So I'll just write lesbian at the top. Got it. Okay, great. <laughs> This went well. This went well. Yeah, that that is the lesson out of that, I guess, huh? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Okay, great. Yeah, I don't remember what our word was, but uh, definitely ended on stereotype. So um, until next time. <laughs> Ambiguous and... Oh my God, what was the second word? We literally just said it. It's something Aj, right? Uh, package. Oh, package. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't remember. That had nothing to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> But now that we've wrapped this episode into a nice little package. There you go. Perfect. Drop the line. (laughs) Until next time.